Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 24 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Matthew 24 takes us to Jesus telling the disciples about the end times and what they and we can expect. He said people will be misled. Many will claim to be the Messiah. There will be wars. And then he tells them not to be frightened or troubled. He shows his compassion here for all of us as he tells us not to be afraid. I know when my kids get scared or overwhelmed, I say the same thing. Don't be afraid, I whisper to them, hoping to comfort them. And Jesus does the same for us. Oh yes, it's going to get worse, a lot worse, for his words tell us that too. One of the most alarming things he tells us is that the love for him will grow cold. This is something we can pray against. We can pray the Lord protect us from our hearts growing cold, as we should do every single day. Then comes a warning in verse 15. So when you see the appalling sacrilege, the abomination that astonishes and makes desolate, spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader take notice and ponder and consider and heed this. And he goes on to tell the people what to do. You can read that for yourself. I did, however, look up the references that we are to be watchable for in Daniel and want to read those to you. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27 says, And he shall enter into a strong and firm covenant with the many for one week, which is seven years. And in the midst of the week, in the midst of those seven years, he shall cause the sacrifice and offering to cease for the remaining three and one half years. And upon the wing of pinnacle of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the full determined end is poured out on the desolator. Daniel chapter 1 verse 31 says, And armed forces of his shall appear in the Holy Land, and they shall pollute the sanctuary, the spiritual stronghold, and shall take away the continual daily burnt offering. And they shall set up in the sanctuary the abomination that astonishes and makes desolate, probably an altar to a pagan god. Daniel verse, um, chapter 12 verse 11 says, And from the time that the continual burnt offering is taken away, and that the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. These are the signs Jesus tells us to look for as the end times. He tells us that as we endure to the end, we will be saved. And he says that God has shortened these last days or no one can endure or survive it. There will be much deception, but Jesus tells us exactly what to look for. For just as the lightning flashes from the east and shines and is seen as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. The Son of Man will appear in the sky. If we see any different signs, these are not the signs of Jesus' return. Let us not be persuaded by a false god. Jesus also warns that we must be ready and expectant because no one knows when he is coming, only God the Father. So let us wait expectantly for him and prepare our hearts and minds for his coming so that we are not caught off guard, and so we do not falter and fall into sin while we wait. Well, let's see what's happening in Acts chapter 24. A man named Tertullus was a spokesperson for the Jewish people. He brought accusations against Paul to Felix, who was a Roman governor. 
the spokesperson's accusations didn't faze Felix as much as he heard them. But when Paul began to speak, Felix listened. In fact, Felix listened again and again to Paul over the next two years, but he never made a decision about Paul's fate. His time in office ended, so Paul was kept in jail until the next man, Portius Festus, came into office. We will have to wait until tomorrow to see if this new Roman governor will do something else with Paul. Let's find out what's happening in Joseph's family. Well, Genesis chapter 47 finds the family getting settled into the land of Goshen. Pharaoh makes sure they are given the best land to raise their sheep. He even tells Joseph to find someone in his family to watch over his cattle. There is so much given to Joseph's family, and this is just the start of the nation of Israel. Note that this Pharaoh is more than generous and even wants their assistance. This won't always be the case. Bit of a spoiler here, but for now, they are almost treated like royalty. The famine is taking its toll on the people of Egypt and Canaan. Joseph collected all their money until all their money was gone. Then he took their livestock in exchange for food. Next, they sold their land to Pharaoh, and then the people gave themselves to be almost slaves in exchange for seed to plant. They were charged with giving one-fifth of their crop to Pharaoh and the rest they could keep. Meanwhile, Jacob and his family grew and their possessions multiplied. Jacob was 100 years old when he and his family moved to Goshen, and he's now 147. He called Joseph to him and made him promise he would bury him with his ancestors and not in Egypt. Of course, Joseph agreed. In chapter 48, Jacob calls Joseph to him again. Joseph comes to his father's side and brings his two sons with him as well. It appears this is the first time they have met because Jacob asks Joseph who they are. Some estimate these um, children of his would have been in their early 20s. Interestingly, in the 17 years that Jacob and his family dwelt in Egypt, it appears he had not met his grandchildren. This tells us Joseph didn't bring his family to intermingle with his father or brothers, maybe ever, or certainly not often. Well, Jacob desires to bless Joseph and his children. In fact, he spiritually adopts Joseph's two ch children as his own, completing the 12 tribes of Israel. He wants them to be called by his name so he can bequeath to them these blessings. The blessing the Lord had given Jacob years ago, which was passed on from Isaac and before him Abraham. This was a transference of God's promise onto Joseph and his two sons. It is quite powerful if we look at it this way. While there didn't seem to be much land to pass on, the most important inheritance was God's promise and blessing over their family. As Jacob was blessing Joseph's son, he intentionally put his hands on the first and second son, born in the opposite order. He blessed the second with more than the first. When Joseph tried to correct him, Jacob told him this was the order that it was supposed to be in, and it actually foreshadows what will occur in the future. God shows his faithfulness here to Jacob's descendants as he blesses them with many descendants and makes many nations of them. Joseph receives a double blessing as his children are blessed. God shows his love and faithfulness as he fulfills his promise to bless Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob with nations of descendants. Psalm 24 finds David rejoicing as he returned to Jerusalem after having to flee because his son Absalom wanted to take the throne. The first part of the psalm addresses God's authority over the world as creator. Verse 6 refers to another psalm, Psalm 42, verse 1. Let's read verse 6. This is the generation, description of those who seek him, 
who inquire of and for him, and of necessity require him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. But what does God's seeking God's face really mean? And this is where the reference, Psalm 42, verse 1, it tells us, As the heart pants and longs for the water brooks, so I pant and long for you, O God. As we seek and long for his presence, we find him. The following verses to then, then prophesy about Jesus, the King of glory. We find Jesus, the King of glory, as we seek the Lord. And let us seek him today. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for teaching us more about you, your blessings, and your protection of your people. Lord, help us lean into you and glean even more from you today than yesterday. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word. 